back to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at the Whatnots. It is Tuesday, July 12th. I was like, it's Saturday. It's not. Man, I am having the worst time trying to host these things now. It's Friday, November 6th. You know what? It might as well be. Uh, Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. This is number 125 of our podcast. And coming up on today's show, God of War Ragnarok finally, finally has a release date. E3 is going to be produced by Reed Pop in 2023. And Hideo Kojima was falsely identified as Shinjo Abe's assassin. Holy moly, what is happening this week in video games? There's lots of stuff. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Ignacio Rojas. Hello. And Alan Busby. Good afternoon. Or is it evening at this point? Good evening. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. When does it stop being the afternoon and starts being evening? And when does it stop being evening and then it's night? The lines are blurred. I feel like good evening is a less common saying than good afternoon. It's just, it's yeah. the evening, which yeah. is weird to me. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> all nonsense here. Um, but yeah, this week has been wild in, in yep. terms of video game news and all, all, all that stuff. Um, it, 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 it's still, it, we're still in that dry spell of like not many games are out right now, but they're about to be. Uh, but in terms of news itself, there was just a lot that happened this yeah. week here. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. Uh, okay, and I, know, much time. I know that we have uh, several news stories and I know that you have a hard out. But uh, before that, I need to talk to you. Maybe Alan about something. Ask you a question, not non gaming related. Sure. So, if you Go guys, as you guys might have known, I've been for the past few months watching several new animes for me. I watched Evangelion, Gurren Lagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, I started watching Code Geass, and of course, all these all these animes have one thing in common that they're great, of course. But another thing <laughs> that they have in common is that Next. they have mecha in, mm-hmm. in them. They are mecha anime. And I just finished Code Geass and I don't know where to go next. Of course, it doesn't have to be mechas, but I've been going through a mecha trend right lately. And Kyle, I know that you love mecha. Of course, you are a Gundam fanboy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, do you have any recommendations? And uh, specifically for Gundam, what's the appeal sure. of Gundam? Uh, th- there's all sorts of, st- of stuff. Um, so there's a couple different ways to get into Gundam. I always recommend the original show, uh, from 1979, but that comes with some caveats, right? It is a really old show. Uh, so if you're not used to that style of anime, it can be maybe a little hard to get into, but uh, that original show is what launched it in into stardom. That's what made it super successful. And the timeline that that story t- takes place in is the most fleshed out timeline in the Gundam universe. Um, there's a bunch of d- different shows that are all sequels, but there are Gundam shows out there that like have nothing to, to do with that original timeline. 
so if you want something more modern, there are options for that. Um, but yeah, I I like the original show. I think that show is fantastic. It started out as this very serious cartoon, right? It was not a kids show per se. It was very much about the realities of war. Uh, it's a cartoon that is very anti war. It's not the like, oh, cool robot. It's like, oh, shit, that's a fucking giant oh, yeah. robot. That's yeah. not good. <laughs> that, that, has, that has always been my question with Gundam, because what I like about, again, uh, Evangelion, Koki, as in Kuren Lagan, isn't, isn't that they, they are mecha anime, but they are anime with such deep stories, such deep character developments and character relationships that happen that happens to have mecha to use to develop to, all those things so that has always been my question with gundam is it that I, or is it more about the it's, let's fight evil and shit it's like that? simpler i will say that than neon genesis because <laughs> that is well, more of a deconstruction yeah. of the genre of of like hey the genre is usually about these kids jumping into these giant robots to fight a war. And so what are the psychological effects of that stuff? I I can't tell you the appeal of it, but I got I got two for you. I got two recommendations that got mech in. Are you ready? Zoids and Big O. Yes. Zoids? I I think I know what Zoids is. Zoids is the meme pick. But okay. Big O is actually pretty good because I used to watch it when I was younger. But I don't. I can't tell you the appeal of it because I don't remember it anymore. So I, I, I'll speak on those in just a sec here. So okay. I've I've mentioned the original Gundam. That is a great place to start if you want yeah. to start from square one. Um, there is a Gundam War in the Pocket, uh, which is a six episode kind of hey this has all the trappings of a gundam uh but it's a lot shorter right so it's just it's like hey you can watch that and if you like it then you can go explore some more if you're looking for something more modern i would suggest iron blooded excuse me I would suggest Iron Blooded Orphans. Um, that hmm. one has two seasons uh, and is very, uh, very good. Um, I highly recommend that. Uh, and then, last but not least, if you want kind of a prequel to the original show, but is a more modern, uh, not take, but they made it more recently, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin is fantastic okay now zoids uh zoids is just a great mecha show uh in 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 general the mechs are more like here's here's a tiger looking mech here's a you know tyrannosaurus looking mech uh and it's it is more of your typical like shoujo manga and anime stuff and Zoids is also like pretty old too, if I remember. Like Zoids is old. I think it has like a resurgence, but I'm thinking of like the original Zoids. Yeah, original Zoids was on that early tale of like it's still hand drawn, but the mechs are CG. Yeah, they they, they do that stuff. Yeah. Um, and Big O, Big Holy O is shit. actually like is actually good. So here's the thing: I don't know if that show is 
just impenetrably confusing or absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, the, I, this show I remember, is wild. It looks I remember like watching Batman it on Adult Swim series. Like, I would remember watching on Adult Swim and I'd watch it and it's it's cool. Like just watching it, you're like, this is cool. But it's also a thing of like, this is so cool, but I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it is very confusing. It is metaphor on metaphor on metaphor. Yeah, uh, if like if a you meta liked, show. Yeah, it's very much that if you liked the kind of psychological aspects of what's happening in Neon Genesis, uh, then this might be of a similar ilk. It's not mm-hmm. so much psychological, but just what the fuck is going on uh, in, yeah. in that. I do have to say uh, here at the Whatnots, before we had the Whatnots review show, we ju- just had the Whatnots podcast. Uh, me and the Whatnots co-creator Paul covered that sh- show. So on our website, we do have a podcast covering Big O. If you want, like after you watch that show, you can go do all of that. See stuff. that. But, holy shit. I like I walked yeah. out of that just being like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> maybe maybe I should rewatch Big O. And now that I'm older, maybe I'll be able to like wrap my head around it better than when no. I was. <laughs> no, but Kyle, when I first watched Big O, I was like, I was like, I was like, pre- I was like preteen. So, like, I didn't even have, like, the brain development to be like, oh, yeah, this is I get what's going on here. The fun of that show is watching it, thinking you kind of know what happened and then diving into all the, like, theories online Mm -hmm. and the way it all connect. And it just like, what? Oh, no, it's just a big old rabbit hole. Uh, So, yeah, never forget that. Ignacio, when you watch it, if you watch Big O, you better come back and, and do the and do the big o and then the <laughs> fucking yeah i want to hear the loud big o indeed indeed yeah. okay thank you for the recommendations absolutely uh well let's jump into what we've been playing there you go uh so for alan and i we haven't really <laughs> been playing much kind of the same things that we were last week i'm sure you've and, been playing sonic and death or I'm yep, I pretty Final much Fantasy ten. I pretty much so. finished both, and honestly, Ignacio, I guess you were right. I like how when we had games you were playing, Ignacio was like, "I haven't played anything. We're in a drought." And then last week, Kyle and I were like, "Yeah, we were playing old games because we're in a drought." And this week, we're like, "Yeah, no, there's a drought. We're not playing anything." And now Ignacio has, said. and now Ignacio has games. Yeah, so Ignacio, Christ, this section is dedicated <laughs> to you. What has Jesus. Ignacio been playing? <laughs> Oh, there are no games. Are there no games? Yeah, there's no new games. We're in a drought. I think there are games out there. We could have been playing Neon White. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I could be playing Monster Hunter Rise, but... Yeah, so I, again, as we all know, there has been a drought, so I've been playing old games. I've been jumping in between games, so here are three <laughs> that I wanted to highlight that I spent more time than the others. Uh, the first one is Into the Breach. Kyle, I don't know if you remember when we when we were doing one of our E3 conversations, I talked about how I wanted to get more into the strategy games. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went into, into the bridge because as, as it turned out, I had it on Epic Games. Yeah. Uh, it was free at one point. So I just jumped in and I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, for the time that I played it, it was a lot of fun, the strategy of having to uh, manage my mix 
they can go back to mix. Uh, manage my mix uh, with the different abilities that they had and this puzzle of, I know I have all this, I have this stream mix here and I know that I have to kill all these enemies, prevent them from attacking the cities, all that. What's the play? Like, kind of like in chess, what's the play? How do I move them exactly. so that they can, that they can uh, be in the right place at the right moment? And I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I think that the I wish that more things would carry over between runs, because if you do not know, kind um, of part of the story of it is that you are kind of like time travelers in a, in a way in this mm -hmm. dystopian world where if if you lose, uh, you send back one of your squad mates back to the past at the beginning of the game so that you can try try again. So the only thing that you carry back in between runs is one of your pilots. You carry their experience, and that would be it. So I feel like every run you have to start over pretty much. And the game is fairly short. You have uh, four main islands that you go through, mm -hmm. uh, and that you, you unlock depending on how many islands you've unlocked in one run. Um, but then once... I I got a pretty good groove into the game. I I beat the first two islands uh, for the first time in my run, and then I that same run I went and finished the next two islands, and then after finishing the final mission, I now feel like I have no reason to go back to it. You are as meant to go back and and do things uh, in a better way, up your high score and and whatever. But I the the game makes you go through the four islands in one run, pretty much. And then once you do that, I feel like there's no reason to go back. It is fairly short once mm -hmm. you finally beat it. And um, that's one of my disappointments, where I, I was very into the game while I was playing it. But once I got to the final boss, I feel like eh, there's no reason to go back to it. Yeah, the idea is you like unlock new mechs or new pilots yeah. or gain new like abilities and stuff. So that helps you progress further in the game. But yeah, once you've kind of it's just it's just like the joy of playing it. Like if, if that's yeah. what you like, that's the only thing to go back into. But yeah, that game is very good, though. Yeah, it is very good uh, uh, for, for the time that you will are still trying to beat it. Uh, the next game that I wanted to talk about is Rogue Legacy 2. A uh, while back in the podcast, I talked about Rogue, playing through Rogue Legacy 1. And Rogue Legacy 2 is very much the original game. Of course, uh, different areas and pretty looking or whatever. But it is pretty much the original game, but with some added elements. So it is still the same idea of you go into the castle, and every time you you die, you come back as one of your descendants, and the castle changes every time. And you collect money in the castle in your run, and upgrade your castle, upgrade your yourself, get new abilities, get new new uh, classes, stuff like that. And Rogue Legacy Two is pretty much in all those aspects the same as Rogue Legacy One, but it adds more to it so uh the upgrades there are kind of some different upgrades where 
before it would be kind of like you unlock the blacksmith and the the woman and enchanter things and you can lock the castle but now it is that but also you you got um you unlock different types of challenges you get different currencies that you can use uh playing through the castle you can now uh if you reach a certain point you meet the pizza girl and if you have a certain amount of money and you get to one of the por- the teleportation portals that moves you around the castle, you can permanently unlock that uh, one portal. So even though the castle now changes with, uh, with everyone, you will always be able to get to that one portal that gets you to the, that gets you to the beginning of the other section. So it makes progression that much easier where you you no longer have to pretty much start from square one and then try to get to the other areas. You can now get to yeah. the other areas first, uh, fairly sooner now. And now they also added the, the uh, kind of like equipments or abilities that you, that you can get that will kind of like in a Metroidvania style let you progress further into the into the game but there are certain areas that you can get but you cannot progress through them unless you have the the certain ability so it is kind of like metroidvania in in that aspect that that's cool wasn't as far as i know in the first game so rogue legacy one is pretty much rogue legacy i mean rogue legacy two is pretty much rogue legacy one but with more uh elements that make the game kind of like easier or better to progress through and new elements good stuff, and then, good stuff. Uh, i don't know if you guys want to talk about it or um no okay. i i've i've not played it so i i don't I, really have much else to say on that one but cool. all, all three all three games that you have ignacio i have played none of them <laughs> good to know uh the last one that i just wanted to talk about real quick is dragon ball xenoverse 2 man it is incredible and it is surprising how the game that came out 2016, if I'm not mistaken, is still getting updated to this day. It still gets new DLC. And so I stopped playing it uh, a while back. I jumped into for for a couple of the DLCs that came out afterwards, story DLCs, but at some point I just stopped. And I... I have been seeing that the game keeps getting story DLC. Uh, the story looks good. So I decided, hey, I love Dragon Ball. I want new stories. I'm going to go into it. When I played it, I played it on my PS4. That's where my save character is on my DLC. But now I have my PC, which is ultra wide. And it, it is fairly beefy. And the I game thought, again. hey... <laughs> Why it is the Steam sale, the game is fairly cheap, the DLC is cheap also. Why don't I do it on my PC, go through the DLC on my PC? It It will be fine. I'll be able to play the DLC. I I won't go through it, sir. I'll play the DLC. I do all that, go into the game. First of all, it is fairly complicated the way that you have to access the dlc where i i'm not always sure if i have it or not is this this dlc story or not but (laughs) once i get there i go in in first new character level one uh you have to go through this one gate and it says hey recommended level level 90 (laughs) 
<laughs> level 90 to play the DLC. And I go in there, and of course, I'm not doing anything. I, it's impossible to progress through it. So, I'm just going through the game again. <laughs> you would. That's, that's the, the again. way you kidnap Ignacio. You just leave a trail of, like, D Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z games, and he's like, ooh, shiny. And he goes to the yeah. next one, ooh, shiny. The, <laughs> ooh, piece of candy, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ign so, uh, Ignacio... Ignacio feels like the other Ignacio feels like the coin flip of myself like I love the Digimon games but like like coming up with Digimon Survive like I'm excited to play it but I know that game's gonna be bad I feel like Ignacio and I to some degree have like rose colored glasses like there are a lot of not great modern Dragon Ball Z games but Ignacio loves them all and like there's not a lot of great super amazing modern Digimon games but I still love them like Sorry, it always, fine. always makes me think of that. Uh, I'll never, I'll never let go of how Kakarot is very mid. Kakarot is great. One of the greatest <laughs> games of all time. You shut your fucking mouth. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going through the through Xenoverse again. Cool. Uh, I'm skipping most of the time patrol things. I'm just watching the like the story, the this Dragon Ball Z story, all that cutscenes and that. Uh, but I'm trying to go fast through the game. But I do have to commend the game for committing to it. Again, the game came out in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. And it keeps getting DLC. It keeps getting updated. And they have this story that they've been telling the Time Patrollers. Uh, they've incorporated several elements from Dragon Ball Heroes and Dragon Ball Online and made them their own in Dragon Ball Xenoverse. And they, I commend them from sticking to it. Uh, they keep, the, at some point, they, they brought in the character of Few, Few, which I don't know if he is original to Xenoverse or Heroes or Online or whatever, but they made him a main villain in one of the DLCs and they have keep going through with that character and they've been making him a part of the reason as to why there is more DLC and uh, that's cool. They keep they are taking characters from Z and more fleshing out. We know their backstory, but they're fleshing out more of their character. Like, for example, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Dabura, uh, mm -hmm. Babidi's henchman, demon guy. He is in the in the show, they tell you he's the king of the demon realm, but Sinover said. Uh, and Z never did anything with that. You just know that like, he was the king of the, 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 the demon realm. But Xenoverse took that, made the main villains uh, a big part of the demon realm, and now the latest DLC, they have Dabura there. They made him now, I, I believe he's now the antagonist of the DLC, and his goal is to bring back their demon realm. And I love how they, do, they did that. And so shout out to Xenoverse for committing to it. And I wish Kakarot would have gotten that same love. We only got like two, three story DLC. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well, indeed. Oh, well. Um, cool. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit differently and switch up the order of the show. Uh, so we are actually g g going to jump into our new and notable section next. So let me hit that button. 
All right, yep, as Kyle said, we're switching it up on you. So first up on our new and notable list, Kirby's Dream Buffet was actually announced, I believe, earlier today of recording this on yep. the 12th, and it will be coming this summer, which is crazy because we just got that Kirby, that new one, like, not long ago. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it is a different kind of Kirby game. It is yeah. meant to be more like a Fall Guys type of game where yeah. uh, you are competing with other Kirbys through these courses and stuff like that. Uh, next up, Rune Factory 5 is coming out July 15th for PC. That's it. Um, as Dusk Falls comes out for the Xbox Series X and S, the Xbox One and PC, and this is on July 19th. As Ignacia, as Ignacia mentioned, Into the Breach comes out for iOS and Android on July 19th, but only available through the Netflix app. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, the big one I'm excited for, and I think uh, a lot of people are, Stray comes out for PlayStation 5, the 4, and PC on July 19th. Yeah, I'm excited the, about that one. The best cat game of all time. Uh, next up, Bright Memory Infinite for PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and the Switch on July 21st. Did it come out of PC already? Why I don't know. PC here. The it might have. I don't remember. I know this was that one that sure. they showed like two years ago. This on, is a uh, like Xbox. Xbox thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that was made by one person, and then I think it turned out that he was like stealing the, assets from something i think don't yeah. quote me on that i might be wrong i don't remember i'm sorry you're I'm fine so next up a game a lot of people are excited for live alive comes out for switch on july 22nd i'm stoked this game looks awesome i see i gotta pick and choose i'm only buying three games this month and i already got my three picked so i can't i can't do live alive but i look forward to hearing your opinions though kyle yeah for sure uh, the long rumored GoldenEye 007 remake has reportedly been delayed due to the ongoing war with Ukraine. I also didn't know a remake was rumored of this game. How it, did you know that? It's been rumored I, for a long time. There's been yeah. leaks of like, I, uh, here's we the Xbox about achievements. It in the podcast, so, I yeah, have never times. played GoldenEye. Oh, I mean, uh, I, I played GoldenEye Reloaded. I I've never liked the game. I've never even played it at a friend's house. I've never even touched this game. Oh, yeah, I no saw it golden eye as a several time. Sorry. Um, and the last one I knew notable, Ubisoft is shutting down the online portions of Assassin's Creed Liberation HD on Steam September 1st. They did clarify only DLC and online features would be affected and that current owners would still be able to access the game, play it, and re-download it. Didn't know that Liberation had uh, only. I I didn't play this one, so I did not. I did not know. I also never played it. It is uh, the Vita Assassin's Creed game that came out uh, around the time of three. Isn't yeah, this the one so. that uh, the assassin is like a, a f f former slave? Is, is no, that the one I'm you're thinking about? Uh, that's no, that's uh, for DLC. This one is the one that has a female assassin. Oh, okay. Kyle, you're thinking of, I think, free Freedom Cry from Black Flag. Yes. Something like that. It yes. is from yeah. Black Flag. Yeah. 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 Um, that right, is, because it's, it's they the, took a character from 4 and made yeah, it. Yeah, it's the, I think it's the slave that he's, he frees and he works with him on the ship. Yeah. 
and the yeah. DLC is about mm-hmm. him when they like when they split paths or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, okay, that cool. is yeah, yeah, yeah. all of your new and notable. As usual, it is old and noted. So Kyle, cool. take us away into what we're going into next. Next up is housekeeping. We are going to take a quick break, uh, but when we get back, we will give you all the video game news you need to know about. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, It means a lot to us. Uh, We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, cool things that we have been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, let's see here on the Captain's Log, which is our kind of off-topic pop culture podcast. We recently had a trivia night uh, on that. Ignacio got to join us uh, for that one. Uh, we also, the week after that, we uh, talked about some uh, some some more Mountain Dew stuff that we normally talk about on that sh- 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 show because the I, it's I the gamer drink do it but it's yeah. the gamer drink <laughs> we did that i accidentally ended the show early uh the stream <laughs> went down and everything uh it was chaos we we had all sorts of fun and shenanigans on that chaos show week. uh on the whatnots review show we recently watched a movie called destroy all monsters which is a 1968 kaiju movie, uh, which stars Godzilla and Mothra and Rodan and all of them. Uh, and uh, they get mind controlled by aliens and everything. That movie is wild. Uh, hmm. We had a blast watching that one. Um, so go go check that out. Uh, and let's see on the reactor core. We just did our spoiler cast for Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, and I guess by time this goes out live to everyone on podcast feeds, we will also have talked about the finale of Miss Marvel. Uh, so be on lookout for all of that good stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's all the cool things we've been up to here at the whatnots. Go check all of that stuff out. But now let's get into the news of the week. That, that graphic doesn't just sound did right. Not, <laughs> did, did that did not, not sound right. right. That sounded that sounded yeah. off. <laughs> Let's see if I can run that once again. Here we go. News of the week. Button go. Damn. 
much better <laughs> much better indeed twice second time's the charm baby let's go indeed uh so number one on the list we actually have some more new dates <laughs> yep um first and foremost god of war ragnarok finally has a release date uh and they released a new trailer for this as well i will be playing this in the background here in just a sec um but yeah the the new release date is in november november, november 9th what do you guys think of this? Are you guys excited for God of War? Is this your most anticipated game? Will this make game of the year? What do you guys think? Uh, for it, both of those questions, I think I think by de facto, it is. It is okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> my most anticipated game because there are many games coming out and also it will probably end up being game of the year. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, wondering how it's g- gonna compete with Elden Ring because there is uh, there is that recency. I keep bias. forgetting there, that Elden Ring is, came out this year, right? There is that recency b- 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 bias that like yeah. end of the year God of War just came yeah. out. That's the one that's hot on people's minds. It might sneak out the win. I I think God of War will not win game of the year only because it is it's more god of war and while it's got a lot of hype behind it the hype of elden ring is the is the fact that like when it came out people were like this game like did the open world exploration like no game before it so i think in terms of like the design impact elden ring technically holds stronger if god of war wins it's it is literally just because of the hype make um you already have Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and and well, honestly, Cuphead I'm, DLC did come out, so Alan might be like, Cuphead Game of the Year again. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get shit on for this, but I am going to play God of War Ragnarok because it's an exclusive. You did but, not like God of but, War. Let me guess. No, no, I like God of War. Oh yeah, but I don't care about this game. This game could have got oh, delayed, man. and I would have felt nothing. You're you're awful. I feel like you're awful. I feel like this is the one big release of the year that when it got a release date, I was like, okay, it comes out. Like I I didn't get excited for it. I was like, all right, it'll come out. I'll play in November. Jesus Christ, Ellen, come on. I'm sorry. I just you better I, be sorry. We don't forgive you. <laughs> I like I liked God of War, but doesn't North sound like mi- it. Norse mythology, it's not really something I like uh, uh, because I like Thor. I like Thor Ragnarok and Love and Thunder, but I don't care about his world. That's I don't really care not. about the God of War world. <sighs> Anyways, Anyways, God of War has a new rally state. Everyone but Alan is excited. Um, yeah, I, I say I, that they should have gone game. with watch. Uh, watch it comes out. Watch it comes out, and I'm like, and I'm like, guys, this is the game of the year, boys. Nah, but it, it comes out, and you say, nah, didn't like it. I won't put it in my game of the year list. It'll be number ten on the list. <laughs> nah, you won't even put it. I still think they should have gone with uh, November 11th, make it 11, 11, 22. Yeah, but uh. Wednesday, it is a bit of a weird day to release a game. It, they, usually, they usually do Fridays uh, or Tuesdays, Mondays, maybe. Um, so, Kyle. yeah, weird that it is on Wednesday, but Wednesday is technically 
Odin's Day. Woden's Day, yep, that is where Wednesday get its name. So that that might be like a uh, like a hint or an Easter egg at could have been what is happening. Um, could have been could Thursday. Have been Make it Thursday, Thursday yeah, because I think the collector's edition comes with yeah, Mjolnir, so yep. it could have been on Thursday. But I think also part of it is that don't don't buy it like moving it out to like Thursday or Wednesday that extends their opening weekend technically from that wednesday to the end of sunday so i feel like they're gonna get a lot of sales and that's hopefully bumping their numbers even even though even though it's dumb the collector's edition it has all that stuff but it doesn't have the fucking game it doesn't have the physical game it doesn't (laughs) no no that like that like super that that, like super mega collector's edition has a digital code for the game so you get the steelbook and everything but there's no there's no disc Oh, you, you don't get, get the, the physical. You don't get no the game. physical game. <laughs> you get the steel book, but no, no CD. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, you have to. You have to craft it yourself with the with yeah. Mjolnir. You have to. You have to. You it. have to actually go to. A, you have to get the hammer and go to your nearest forge. So Google, yeah. and then you have to. You have to melt. Uh, make the disc. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. you have to melt uh, all the all the ore and just drop in the code. <laughs> <laughs> at that point you might as well just make a summoning circle and just you know summon the disc yeah well the lord <laughs> giveth and the lord taketh away uh yeah. the next bit of news here is that forspoken has been delayed uh they put up a post on twitter here that says as a result of ongoing discussions with key partners we have made the strategic decision to move the launch date of forspoken to january 24th 2023 uh, and they say a little bit more on that. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think the, of Forspoken moving they, to January? They they moved it out of the fall season because God of War is coming out and The Last of Us Remix coming out. They moved because of the fear, because these are beloved franchises that are just going to eat Forspoken's lunch over and over again. Yeah, you have to agree. pay attention to that. Uh, the quote that says, as a result of ongoing discussion with key partners. Yeah. <laughs> key partners. Who is a key partner in huh. this uh, game? Sony. Uh. Sony is a key partner. Wait, does Sony, does Sony have any big games coming out the rest of this year? I don't. Uh, I feel like I got two on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> also, I wonder what, uh, what this means for Crisis Core. Since we know it is coming out this winter. I Crisis Core, I think, is going to be fine because God of War and Last of Us and Final Fantasy, uh, those two games and Crisis Core fit two different groups of people. Yeah, but I wonder where do you put it? Because it cannot be that close to Forspoken. It could still be in think. December. It could be again in different February. different groups. It could, yeah, yeah but it's still Square Enix. I no Forspoken and no Forspoken and Crisis Core is the same group. I. I only got one funny story about Forspoken for you. So obviously from prior episodes when Forspoken is brought up, obviously we know from past experiences, Gino is very hyped for this game. I see the game and I don't think it's going to click. Like, I just don't think it looks good enough yet. I will never forget the day I went into GameStop when when Forspoken had its original release date. The guy at GameStop, the manager, told me to pre-order the game and I told him no. And his exact words to me were... 
you that cannot pre-order it. You cannot pre-order it. But I guarantee you, you will be back at this GameStop to pre-order Forspoken because you'll want it. And because of that, I will not pre-order the game and I will not go back to that GameStop because Damn. I will not I will not pre-order this game because I don't want it. Yeah, Damn. that'll show them. That's take that, that GameStop. Take that GameStop. Uh, I'm sure GameStop will be fine, right? <laughs> you can't you can't dictate what <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pre-order. They'll, they'll I pre-ordered Digimon Survive. <laughs> Clearly, I have low standards. GameStop yeah. will be fine, right? <laughs> yeah. GameStop is not in the news this week at all. Yeah. God, I, I, yeah. no. you know what? Let's 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 jump to that one. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's just go there. Let's go straight to let's that one. There. Uh, let's see. Where is this here? Uh, so GameStop CFO has been fired and there has been another round of massive layoffs, unfortunately. All because I did not pre-order Forspoken. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. Fuck you, Alan. Yeah, I'm it. sorry. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is coming from Ethan Gatch at Kotaku, who writes, A ruthless sea change is underway at GameStop. The co- company fired its chief financial o- officer, uh, Mike Riccaparo, uh, and initiated another round of mass layoffs, e- even as its meme stock continues to soar in price. CEO Matt Furlong told staff in an e- email reviewed by Kutaku this past week that the reductions were an attempt to help the company operate more nimbly as it pursues profitability through an intense owner's mentality. Change will be a constant as we evolve our commerce business and launch new products through our blockchain group, read the first line of Furlong's email referencing GameStop's recent pivot to crypto. Well, you still kind of get a... They can't uh, catch a break. Catch a break. That's what... Yeah, this, this, I mean, layoffs always suck. Uh, GameStop is miraculously... I think is the right word still limping along. Uh, yeah, that, I was going to say, like, I don't I I feel like GameStop is kept America. Like every time they get knocked down, they're like, I can do this all day. Like they just keep getting no, back up and staying in the fight. And I don't know how it's, <laughs> no one it's interesting. They do seem to be pivoting more towards, yeah, the, the whole blockchain, crypto, NFT stuff, which I know a lot of people don't like. Um, what? Which is weird because there was was a few years ago, GameStop switched more to like having more like merch and everything else to like try to like reach a broader. Like if you go into yeah. a GameStop nowadays, there's like cards you can buy. It's like there's games, but I feel like at least 50 percent of the store is like merch and collectibles now because yeah. they pivoted towards that. And that's not saving them. So like I feel like GameStop just keeps kind of throwing ideas at the board and just hoping something sticks and they'll exactly. latch onto it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think that that pretty much sums up uh, uh, the whole situation with GameStop. GameStop was the biggest, a very big retailer at one point, but of course, as time goes forward, more and more people decide to buy digital, which uh, stores like GameStop, which sell physical games, their markets start to shrink, and as that happens. If you are of a certain level and you start uh, seeing the this whole financial problem with the rise of, of digital, you of course have to shift to other things. They tried going more for the hey, 
we don't only sell games, we sell geek stuff also, nerd stuff also, and that didn't seem to have worked that much. I remember that at once at one point they wanted to reinvent the GameStop store to be more like a place where people can go to hang out with other Internet people. Cafe. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then COVID happened, so that was off the table, of course. And this just seems to be a diff uh different pivot that they 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 are taking in order to stay yeah. relevant and stay stay afloat and it isn't surprising that in the situation that gamestop is in that they have to be layoffs of course layoffs are always a bad thing but in this case it is kind of just not justified but you keep seeing layoffs of from companies that keep doing well but in this case it is layoffs from a company that is sinking so yeah it, yeah it is Indeed. to be expected in a way and i doubt that their shift to crypto is going to help them out we've seen that nfts are <laughs> in a, maybe in a worse position that gamestop is right now so i think that they will have to readjust their their take on on the blockchain if they want to stay successful not necessarily go to crypto but maybe shift it in a, in a different direction other than uh, nfts yeah but we'll see yeah uh of course uh gamestop also owns game informer uh yeah. so if you guys uh got the magazine or you listen to the podcast uh there were a number of staff members uh at game informer that also got laid off along with this which really really sucks so yep. it's it's another minor thing like even outside of the changing like what they sell for merchandise and stuff like gamestop has like so many different like promotions the point system like i know one of the newer things they have is like the buy the buyer's guarantee so like if you go into gamestop and like buy a brand new game it has the guaranteed you'll like it. So if you go in and buy, say, like God of War on, on, on the Wednesday, I think you have it's like you have like I think it's 48 hours or you have like a few days, maybe like you don't have very long to like it. And if you don't like it because it's the guarantee, you can bring the game back and get a full refund. Like it's insane to me how GameStop can have all of these different promotions and like just benefits for people. And yet they just always seem to be struggling well i think it is a sign of their struggle where they are just trying to keep trying to incentivize people to come in sure yeah. uh, uh the what you're saying the the guarantee is kind of like a double-edged sword where yeah. you kind of are incentivizing people to go in uh making their purchase more safe for the consumer but it is a double-edged sword where it can be abused and you yeah. have to give refunds. And I think that's also the problem because I know their other one is like the pre-owned thing. You can buy a pre-owned game and return it for a refund in seven days. Like they have great policies, but nothing they have benefits the consumer and them. Like it's yeah. really kind of one sided. Like it benefits the people, but GameStop pays the price. Like they need something that can be mutually beneficial for both, but they don't have that yet. Yeah, they keep trying to find it, but yeah. they, they just to, to they, they keep trying. Actually, they Indeed. keep trying. That's a Kim's story. 
Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, <laughs> E3 is teaming up with Reed Pop in 2023. This is coming from Michael McWhorter over at Polygon, who writes, E3 2023 will take place during the second week of June at the Los Angeles Convention Center and will be produced by Reed Pop, the company that runs international video game events like PAX and EGX and comic book and pop culture events like New York Comic Con, C2E2, Star Wars, and Star Wars Celebration. The ESA and Read Pop say next year's E3 will welcome publishers, developers, media, and buyers to the show and will present digital showcases and in person consumer components. Organizers are setting their expectations high for E3 2023, promising titanic AAA reveals, earth-shaking world premieres, and exclusive access to the future of video games. Uh, and then there's us, the consumers, that are just like, sure, Jan. Okay. Old, <laughs> yeah. old, e, old E3 is dead. It's never coming back. Yeah. This is yeah. interesting news though uh read pop is obviously very successful in what they do and all of the events that they organize i don't doubt that they can put on a successful quote unquote e3 that said i don't think it's going to be the e3 that the at least the games industry is hoping for um I, and if it's just going to be another kind of consumer focused event, they already have packs. Like I, I, ever, I don't understand what the difference would be there. Ever, then. ever since E3 became open to the public, the E3 that was the like hype event of the year died. It, it died. It died with that because by E3 not being a trade show and we already know by like Nintendo not really being at E3, but hosting events during E3 and now Sony not being at E3 at all because then they do their own thing like that's that's a big hit to E3 just as a whole. Like, yeah, they're going to have more stuff or anything else, but the the true hype of E3 having all of your favorite developers and companies like having this great reveals, we're never going to be there again. It won't it won't happen. It's not that this E3 will be bad, but it's not going to be what people want it to be. Exactly. Yeah, that's it is so sad that the E3 that we all remember fondly is gone. As mm-hmm. you remember, E3 2013 might have been one of the best E3s that they had. Uh, as you remember that that time. And then, yeah, through the years, as Nintendo moved away from E3, as Sony decided to step back, Mm -hmm. as it became more of a consumer show rather than a trade show, yeah, it started to lose a bit of of that essence that it was no longer required viewing the that whole week of E3. Yeah. And then with the COVID, it it just killed it as we've as we knew it and i doubt that we'll ever get that back i i do think the e3 2023 will be a really exciting event it's just expectations have to be like in check you have to know what you have to know what you're getting into and if you're expect like as we mentioned if you're expecting like the e3 
you won't like it. But if you go in just excited for Titanic triple A reveals, earth shaking world premieres. (laughs) It's it's just it's just an attention grabber. It's just a build hype. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder what it would look like having, uh, you know, the pandemic. All these other companies now had to shift to digital. We've had so many digital events to uh, questionable success. Okay. And uh, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they all have their own things. And now Jeff has his own thing. So I wonder if E3 can try to reel back in, or at least the people that unsuccessfully tried to make their own digital events, try to reel them back in. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying I'm like hung up on the as Kyle you as you uh, as you said the the triple A reveals like I don't think they're actually going to be like new reveals like if I'm thinking about this all we're going to do is just actually see more of games we already know that exist and while that is super hype and exciting it's not going to be this like holy shit like we might see like another trailer for like Wolverine or something or spider-man or yeah. like oh we'll see we'll see starfield maybe or elder scrolls like we're gonna see gameplay or another cg trailer of games we already know that exist which i mean to be fair are gonna be earth-shaking and super exciting but it's not going to be like oh my god new stuff it's just gonna go off the hype of stuff we already know that exists yeah. Well, you can you can argue that that was always the case. Yeah. Uh, because the the announcements always came from the the pre- press conferences that happened between Sunday and Tuesday with Microsoft, yeah. Sony, Nintendo, Bethesda, and whoever else went in there. And then E3 proper started with. Uh, I always remember watching IGN and game trailers back in the day with their. Mm-hmm gameplay demos and all that things but even though that was e3 proper and the other things were kind of like a3 adjacent if you want to say that it was to you hey this is e3 week we this is a week that we knew no people are going to be watching so let's put our press conferences on the on the time between uh sunday and tuesday of that week leading out to e3 proper but now with with everyone doing their own thing, uh, Jeff having his own thing, and seeing what E3 was last year, mm-hmm. I don't think that we'll get the, that hype again, that weak hype of E3. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. Um, I'm going to move things along because we're running a little yep. short yeah. on time here. Uh, but next up, we got some more details about Crisis Core or Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Uh, this is coming from Kat Bailey here at IGN. Uh, Ignacio, I know you put like multiple, multiple yeah. paragraphs on here. I'm going to skip around <laughs> yeah, a little bit it. here. Um, so Kat writes uh, or uh, is uh, qu- qu- quoting uh, Mariko Sato here. It says, uh, v- v- various improvements have been made to nearly all uh, other scenes and battles to a point where it could be said that we that the work we are doing is akin to a cr- is akin to creating a remake. Producer Mariko Sato says, however, as the core. <laughs> As the core 
elements such as the story are grounded in the original work, we call it a remaster. Uh, skipping ahead a bit, it's apparent that Crisis Core will be a substantial update indeed. In addition to overhauled graphics, Crisis Core will be fully voiced while also featuring a newly arranged soundtrack. The gameplay is also getting an update with Zack's attack combos now being linkable and limit breaks being accessible at any time, not just when they pop up in the in-game slot machine known as the DMW. Uh, the DMW for its for its part will remain largely the same, meaning that elements such as leveling will remain random as ever. Um, yeah, there you go. So uh, it, it seems like they are doing a lot of work uh, to this game. Alan, you are a hand in your head looking a little disappointed at the mention of the DMW here. The DMW, I'm fine with. I like that limit breaks are now accessible at any time. Why the fuck would you make the combos linkable? Give an update to the gameplay, fully voice combos, the limit breaks. But why the fuck would you make the leveling up fucking random from the slot machine? That's the one thing you could have fucking improved and you left it the same. <laughs> oh, oh why? That's like my own. That is my only complaint with Crisis Core is I hate that you have to have the slot machine get the three matching faces and then you have to hope that you get triple sevens to level up. Why would you leave that in the game? Why would you improve everything but the leveling? Ignacio, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is kind of what I, what I expected. It is the same game, but just newer. Uh, I, I like that they are adding voice <sighs> acting to play parts that mm -hmm. didn't have it. Of course, Crisis Core is a PSP game, so space was limited back in the day. Now they can fully voice all the things. I'm very excited. They seem to be going to be using the voices of the new cast from Remake. Cool. Uh, Brianna good. White, I know, is coming back as Aerith. Uh, I don't know who plays Zack. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to play the game. I never played Crisis Core, but I did watch the story as a video on YouTube. So I know what happens and I I still don't know how the slot machine works, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, this will be my first time jumping into that game. And I, I, I have to say, yeah, leveling up is random. That sounds awful. That sounds horrible. Uh, yep. But still, I yep, am excited. You, like for I the said, game. you need you need because the roulette's random. It's got to land on three matching faces and it spins numbers as well. So it's a it's a roulette of faces and then a mini roulette of numbers. You have to get the match and then you have to get triple sevens and the game goes level up. You level up once. Yay! <sighs> Anyways, random as ever. We <laughs> left it in there. Last but not least here on the big news of the week. Uh, PlayStation has acquired Jade Raymond Studio Haven 
Uh, this is coming from Herman Holst over at the PlayStation blog, and they write, Today, I am delighted to announce that Haven Studios is officially joining PlayStation Studios. Jade R Raymond brings a wealth of experience from her industry achievements and an infectious passion for creating games. And the leadership team at Haven is an equally impressive group of industry veterans who have collaborated on some of the biggest and most beloved games and franchises that many of us still enjoy today. Uh, now we know Haven Studios has been partnered sort of with PlayStation for the past year or so. They've been working together, uh, but th this kind of makes it official that PlayStation has now bought them up. We don't know exactly what they're working on. They have not put out a game yet, so this is still their first project. Uh, from what I understand, it's some kind of large multiplayer game but i think that's about all we know yeah uh right i was now i was actually wondering that because i was like i was like what games have haven studios made i can't find anything they're nope. brand new uh yeah i'm like i'm like jade was at google working for stadia and when that ship was just like oh we need to abandon ship now We're she was sinking. like well i'm gonna go start my own studio uh and this is the one that they <laughs> made and yeah they've they've been working with playstation but yeah, they partner with I, PlayStation right from the gate. Yeah, I like which is why I'm surprised as to why they are purchasing it. Because uh, they were already working in a partnership, an exclusive partnership, and we haven't seen them. We haven't seen any work from them. So this was unexpected for me. I would have yeah. expected it more after the game was was released. But for sure, yeah. Okay, new PlayStation team. I guess. And a multiplayer uh, shooter team, uh, from what it sounds like, which is something that Sony doesn't have right now. Yeah, yeah, but it is something that they are working on, especially since they yeah. have bought uh, Bungie. Bungie. Uh, and there was some other team they were working with, if I'm not mistaken, that was like, hey, we're focusing on like online multiplayer yeah. uh, stuff like that. So it's, it seems like they are gearing up for some some big games in the multiplayer space. So there you go. Uh, that is all the big news of the week, but we still got some more headlines to discuss and the craziness of what happened to Kojima this week. Uh, so let's jump right in to our lightning round. First news story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you do this to yourself? Uh, apparently... EA employees are very unhappy about that tweet. Oh, so really? We, we talked really? about this last week here on yeah. the show and how dumb it was. But the stuff that is interesting to me that came out this week is, yeah, one, the employees are wildly upset, which I think is to be expected. Yeah. Uh, but then the execs were apparently blaming it on an intern that was unfamiliar with EA's catalog of giggy games <laughs> that's what they said uh, and i don't know but it sounds like the intern was really fucking aware of what kind of games you make <laughs> and all that stuff and what what your agenda is so the, this whole thing is just stupid bad yeah, bad publicity is better than no publicity some would say uh, some would say yeah 
So uh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> next up, PlayStation held a sort of indie showcase. Showcase where they showed off new looks at seven indie games, including Code of the Lambs, The Tomorrow Children, and Curse to Golf. There you go. Nice. Yeah, this was just uh, they just happened to yeah. do this in the middle they of the week. They do this like, every hey. once in a while. Yeah. They all, they all pop out on Twitter and say, "Hey, in thirty minutes, we'll be showcasing new indie games." Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar, Rockstar is halting Red Dead Online updates to focus on next GTA. Also, to focus on GTA, they reportedly abandoned Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4 Remastered. Project as a result of the poor reception to the GTA trilogy. Yeah, yeah. What I'd like. I mean, uh, I mean, this remasters from those games, but this makes sense, though. You know, having just played Red Dead Redemption for the first time, I think a a, a remaster would have been great. Uh, yeah. On on that, some of the graphics are getting a real dated and old oh, yeah. there, and God, yeah. it sucks to ride the horse. It, it j- that's yeah. just like the worst thing in the game, and in a western, <laughs> that should be like your your favorite thing. Yeah, and it just yeah. it just sucks. So, I uh, I actually I actually just can't believe that we now have confirmation that the next GTA technically is existing and is going to be coming to us. Uh, we already get announced it. They have another, they announced it a while back. They, yeah. No, I know, but like, but like, we've gone so long of just GTA Five just continuously existing that it's like, yes, finally yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have to say that they could have gone with a Red Dead Redemption and GTA Four remasters, not repeating the mistakes from GTA Trilogy because <laughs> that that the the GTA Trilogy is a whole kind of worms that. Uh, I recommend yeah. watching uh, the channel Matt, Mac- Matt McMuscles has a, the- a series called What Happened, which talks about f- what happened to failed games. And they yeah. had uh, something on GT Trilogy and it was a shit show how, how it all happened. <laughs> so they could have gone with the remasters, but <laughs> not repeating the same mistakes. Uh, moving on, the new Fable game from Playground Games now has a narrative lead. Uh, a new narrative lead. I was like, wait, never had one? Uh, it is a new narrative lead. Anna McGill, who was previously the lead writer, has taken over the position. She has worked on Control, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, and more. Yeah, so I, w- I want to kind of clarify something. And by clarify... I, I, I mean that I'm kind of confused by something. I, I'm not sure if she was lead writer on this new Fable game. I'm assuming, yeah. A, 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 a thing or was, because the, the way they were, the, the like a, a article I was looking at made it seem like she was potentially one of the lead writers on Control as no, well. So what I, I, I don't know. How I, I know. read this is that Narrative lead is gone. Now, Anna Megul, who was the, the lead writer on the game, has now, now taken the position of narrative lead. Yeah. And some of the works that she has done might have been, I don't know, narrative lead on the other games. Yeah. That's yeah, how I so read it. Good for them. They, uh, they, they have uh, some interesting games that they've worked on that I liked a lot. 
Uh, I've never really gotten into the Fable games, but uh, that's some some good pedigree. Or mm, Fable. Indeed. Uh, more acquisitions news. Supermassive Games, uh, known, of course, from Until Dawn and The Quarry, has now been acquired by Nordisk Games. Yeah, I am unfamiliar with Nordisk Me too. Games. Um, I don't know if they're a publisher or a developer, and they who knows what. Um, but yeah, I mean, the people seem to be really liking the quarry. People still really, really enjoy Until Dawn. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've been making some good stuff, I believe. Yep. And final news story, the one that we've been teasing through the whole podcast. Win oh story. Hideo Kojima was mistaken as Shinzo Abe's assassin. Now, it wasn't that the police thought that Kojima was uh, the assassin or whatever. No, it was, this was an Italian politician, I think it was. So... That- <laughs> Linked uh, was talking about the the assassin of Shinzo Abe, but uh, used pictures of Hideo Kojima. It started out on 4chan as a okay. racist. That part joke. I didn't know. Uh, that part and, I didn't know. Yeah, so it it started out on 4chan as what I feel like can only be d- described as a racist joke. Uh, that they're like, hey, Hideo Kojima sure looks like uh, the guy that is like the actual thing. So uh, here's a quick little write-up from PC Gamer uh, from Rich Stanton. It says, on Friday morning, Japan's longest-serving prime minister, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated while delivering a campaign speech for upcoming elections. A suspect named Tetsuya Yamagami was arrested at the scene and was ad- and has admitted to the shooting. This hasn't stopped uh, parts of the internet from spinning up alternative versions of of the events. Uh, one that has acquired momentum was the absurd claim that the assassin was Metal Gear and Death Stranding game developer Hideo Kojima. Yeah, started on 4chan, then some comedian saw it and retweeted it, poking fun at the, or like meant to be poking fun at that, but then that caught the attention of someone. And it's just this thing to, yeah, where politicians started doing it, news outlets started saying it, and it just, the whole thing is a nightmare. Imagine waking up. And seeing your face on that news being like, and the assassin of Japan's prime minister, just like, oh, shit. Norman, what did we do last night? <laughs> right? Yeah. God. Um, but since then, Kojima Productions uh, has come out on, t- on Twitter threatening legal action, as they probably should um yeah to just be like yeah what the fuck guys (laughs) um but that that was god the wildest story that happened this week i saw it and i was just like there's i i don't believe this i don't believe what i'm seeing (laughs) so uh man what a crazy world the internet god damn it (laughs) anyways and there you have it 
There you have it indeed. Uh, Ignacio, let's start with you. What are you most excited for this week? What are you hoping to get into? Uh, not necessarily this week, this weekend. I haven't talked to you about it, guys, but I'm going on vacation this weekend. I'm going to Miami, Florida. Ooh, nice. Miami, yeah. Florida. I'm going to go there this oh, but Saturday. It's hot, but it's hot there. Yeah, it's cold here, so whatever. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be cool. out there this weekend. The, uh, the next week, going out this weekend. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds nice. fun. Uh, I was about to say Ignacio. Right, Ignacio, what are you what excited, excited for? for again? <laughs> oh man, I haven't told you guys, but uh... I'm going to Miami still. <laughs> Alan, what are you excited for this week? I am just excited to get more cards in the mail and no games coming out, but I'm excited to continue playing in my locals because we started a new season. So the better you do, you earn points. So I'm hoping to like do better than last season. So there's that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Indeed. Uh, as for me, I am trying to get as many things as I can out of the way so that I have time to play stray when it comes out and live alive when it comes out later this month i'm watching a bunch of tv shows i'm catching up on comics uh all that stuff i finished up boardwalk empire i started season four of young justice uh i still need to catch up on uh better call saul uh i finished season three of the boys uh i read all of black science i'm about to start a manga called the men who created gundam and it's about the story of how they the men who created Gundam. Yeah. And it's success and all of that stuff. Wow. Uh, so I'm super excited about all of that. Uh, but yeah. And as I've kind of been saying for the past couple weeks, I can't wait to play Stray. Stray. I want to so bad. The kitty cat game. This little backpack. Indeed. They, they had an advertisement they tweeted out and, and it was just like, knock things over as a cat and it yes. was a video of them just knocking things over and i was like yeah i'm i want to play it i'm sitting here and i'm like and i'm like yeah i want to do that exactly <laughs> good stuff ignacio where can the people find you on the internet the people can find me on twitter at ignacio has that's i-g-n-a-c-i-o-r-o-j-a-s-b and alan where can they find you? You can, you can, you can find me at Twitter at Alan Busby, random as ever. There you go. Uh, and if you guys want to, come on, I'm hitting the button to do the, the end thing. Is it? Uh, there we go. Oh, now it has an echo on the thing. Good God. So I have a button that ends the whole stream. It'll cut off all of the stuff. And I hit the button twice and now it's doing double. So this is the number 125 of Crossplay. We will see y'all next time. Bye. 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 Good God, this is a mess. What's happening? <laughs>